Welcome to We Call It Soccer, a podcast by two United fans. I'm Caleb. I'm Notch. And I'm Colin. This week, we bring you Notch's brilliant impressions, Rocco's postmodern life, and Minnesota ditching its pointless existence. <laughs> <laughs> So I was taking a shower earlier. I think it might have been actually yesterday. And uh, I was thinking about the two of you. That that's you warned that, us that you were gonna get real. Um, <laughs> that's nice, Notch. I'm oh, it's the time. Uh, I'm head on out. No, and, yeah, no. you know, oh, I, I'm pretty sure this beer is empty. I, I as we about to. No, I was reflecting on the fact that it's been quite a while that we've been recording together this podcast, and I, I was. Reflecting on the fact that I enjoy speaking to both of you and not just speaking, you know, just chatting with you guys and shooting the shit before we record, but also speaking into the mics to you guys. And it's funny how we have these different personas on the air when there's ostensibly two to three hundred people listening into us versus also how we talk before we start recording. And it's interesting that we have these conversations. Don't the pull the curtain us. back too far, Notch. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm just saying is it's funny how we how we have these. Co- literally, we're just having a conversation, forty minutes, and I enjoy it. I really do. So I, I was I was just thinking about that uh, earlier. I think if it wasn't in the shower, I'd feel a lot better about it. But <laughs> no, you idiot! When you think about the fact that we record this podcast, I'm trying to have like a reflective moment, like give our listeners like a little bit of like camaraderie <clears throat> between their like hosts. And here you are being like, "Oh, not shouldn't be thinking about me in the shower. I'm going to make more rules about Notch's life." What, man? Come on. What else do you want me not to do? Maybe just keep it to yourself <laughs> where you're thinking about us in a kind and reflective way. You just said thinking about us. Yeah. Yeah, like... I'm completely fine with that. Yeah. <laughs> I was in bed. Kid. <laughs> anyway. All right. You'd re- that's been ruined. All right. I was trying to have a nice I, moment. I really, I but, really enjoy uh, these, these nights, too. <laughs> Good. Yeah. I enjoy being on the podcast. Same here. Fully clothed, not wet in any way. (laughs) Okay, with that, let's move into our first segment, which we call Loon Monitoring. We realized that when we were recording this podcast, when there's actual games to watch, it takes too much patience to wait to talk about Minnesota United until we've got done with all the other, you know, rest of these flunky teams in the league that we play in. We'd much rather like to talk about our team first. I was at Dick's Sporting Goods Park in Denver with 53 other dark clouds for this game. The largest traveling contingent of MLS fans this past weekend. Minnesota United supporters. We're top, top of the table. Top of the table. <laughs> See, that is a table we can't top. So we got to take pride in the small things. Like, we didn't give up a single corner this past weekend. Not the Rapids, actually. But what, what did happen was that the game ended 2-2. And the Loons scored two goals on the Rapids at home. Or, I should say, at the Rapids' home, where the Rapids had only conceded seven all of last year. So, great showing by Minnesota. Their first time conceding more than one since the 2015 season. Yeah, it's so really, that's huge. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Guys, we're really good. 
we are really good. <laughs> Whoa, hold on. <laughs> hey, no. <laughs> Hot I mean, take. We are going to make the... Pl- no, I'm not going to... I actually, as soon as this game ended, that. someone was talking to me about how we played, like, respectably, and I said, yeah, man, we're going to win the MLS Cup. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we did have one incredible goal where Christian Ramirez put up goal past the Secretary of Defense himself, Tim Howard, which is really impressive to see. Yeah, I mean... It took a really nice cross from Jerome. How do you say his last name? Something? Tiason? Tiason? Sure. Best we'll you go can, with that. Colin. Yeah, we'll go GTZ. with that. GTZ. Nice. <laughs> nice. But, yeah, and a couple of really awesome passes from Ibsen led to both of the goals. Um, pretty much set up the uh, the play that led to the penalty. He made the pass to Colin Warner. Indeed. Um, even if he doesn't spell his name right, at least he can win a penalty for us. Um, sure. Clear penalty. No, no. Uh, no, oh, yeah. He was no taken out with the body by the Tarot defender. Clear penalty. Yeah. 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 Um, less clear, but let's be totally honest. It's pretty clear. Uh, Justin Davis got a right card. He did. This was after he got the, the game was a 2-2. Yes. Yep. Yeah, um, basically, he was going up for a ball, um, kicked out and caught Marlon Harrison, studs up, straight into the knee. Um, broke skin. Broke skin. Uh, he was bleeding and obviously in pain. Um, referee didn't catch it as a foul right away. Um, it seems as though the fourth official actually was the one that said, hey, you've got to give a red card for this. And it was, to be fair, right in front of the fourth official. Yeah, it, yeah. it was literally like he probably got blood spurted onto his face. Because <laughs> this is um, a Tarantino film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. But red card, we have to I, I, it, register takes on it because we talk about Minnesota United. Uh it's a little iffy for me just because he takes the touch first, and it's a bad touch by Justin Davis in the first place, which made the ball bounce up that high. And it looks like he reaches out for it, and Harrison kind of dives in as his foot's up. Mm-hmm. But over, studs up over the knee, hard to argue with it. I've seen it given a yellow before. But. And Minnesota United decided not to appeal. And, the, right. and this might be a good opportunity to actually talk about MLS appeal rules. Yeah, they did, uh, I believe, two appeals per season if your appeal your first appeal is deemed frivolous like say your guy I don't know stamps someone in the chest during a World Cup game (laughs) hypothetically speaking this has never happened but and then you appeal that if like no and you also lose all your rest of your appeals for the season there you go so so I think you're fined a certain amount too for that and there's also post a bond of $25,000 I think even if that doesn't, the the frivolous appeal thing doesn't happen, there's always a chance that the penalty for the uh, player, the suspension, could be longer. As yeah, well. yeah, you gain an extra game on your suspension. Right. So, yeah. so United, I think, making the smart play, just saying, all right, we'll sit Davis and we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, um, just in this game, we have to mention that uh, Brent Coleman, man of the match, played a heck of a game in his first MLS start. All the NASL MLS players game, did. yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, everybody after the first game was was talking about, uh, the, ho- <laughs> the home game was talking about how our NASL players are the problem. Minnesota thought they could do all this with their NASL talent, bloody, bloody, blah, when none of them had really played. Ramirez was really the only one who played any significant time. Uh, but right. Ramirez started, played all 90. Ibarra started, played all 90. Ibsen came in at halftime. Coleman played all 90. Davis started and played until he got sent off. Played all but, 70. But he 
they played solidly that whole entire time. And all Talmud, of them. Yeah. It exceeded expectations by far for me, I know. I, I think Ramirez also played yeah. some plays that we've not really seen him do in NASL. Like I, that header when he held off Jared Watts from Colorado. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you wouldn't see that last year from him. Yeah, there wasn't as many post runs. There was a lot more try and get the ball in the box and then fire the shot. You know, he was looking much more just try and pick up the cross and get it into the back of the net, which I like the fact that he's adding that even more to his game. I would have liked to have seen Ibarra do a little bit more closer to the goal. Uh, he seemed to be staying out on that left wing. Yeah, um... There's a lot of speculation that it was an actual just tactical decision because he had both Molino and Johan Venegas kind of flowing mm-hmm. all over the place. And Warner was moving up to and, and Ibsen right. when, when he was in. Because um, Warner's one that won the penalty, correct? Correct, yeah. yeah. I still hold the belief that Ibarra is at his most effective when he's given a lot of freedom to Rome and when he has a more central role. Now, we'll see if that's what this team chooses to do with him. But again, just to go get, get back to the whole story, he was maybe the weakest NASL player on the pitch, and even he played pretty well. Yes. There were now significant issues still with defensive positioning. For example, on the Colorado, I think it was their first goal when there were three guys unmarked at the far post. No, that, that was, was the second goal. goal. <laughs> yeah, because the first one, was that was... Right, uh, right, right, right. Yeah, that was when uh, Rasmus Schuler. Um, Backpassed, I guess. Yeah, he backpassed. <laughs> I mean, I don't kind want to of. call it a backpass because it was that terrible. Um, and then Francisco Calvo just completely whiffs on it as opposed to running into the ball to either make a pass or just, you know, clear it. And that might have worked with his previous team in Costa Rica, that finesse move, but it, unless it's more physical lead, he has, to run, he has to run through that. And it's weird that. Probably our two most solid players in the first two games, Schuler and mm-hmm. Calvo, made the mistake to lead to our first goal. Um, they'll bounce back, I'm sure. Yeah, and and but again, for that second goal, you had three guys being unmarked on the far post. You didn't have as much... I don't know where the communication train went wrong, whether it was Bobby Space Shuttle, Justin Davis, somebody not <laughs> calling back the center backs to mark these two other guys. Leaves tons of space. One of them gets the ball, boom, in the net. It... It shouldn't be anyone's responsibility. It should be all their responsibility to talk as a unit mm-hmm. and get, hey, there's three guys back here. Come back right. and mark them. Um, guys, I have to be really honest. I really, I have a soft spot for Bobby Space Shuttle. When I first started watching MLS, he was mm-hmm. on the team that I cheered for in the MLS Cup and watched him for pretty much the whole entire season. And I was when he joined our team, I was like, He's not that great now, but I'm really excited he's on our team. So I really hope he does well for us. Yeah. I hope he does well just because I want a good, informed goalkeeper. That that sounds good. Yeah, we we, Billy Hebner was thankfully not called into action. USL PDL goalkeeper formerly of, I think it was the University of Maryland, Baltimore, something like that. Yeah, UMBC. Yeah, he was Baltimore County. Yeah, yeah, he was available for the super draft and not signed. So we'll see what happens with him once uh, Alv gets uh, healthier and uh, (laughs) whether whether he's held on or probably likely sent back to wherever he was before we signed him. Uh, One other quick thing about this game, which is Marlon Harrison, the guy who Justin Davis clocked in the knee. Had a great game as well. He scored one of the goals, had numerous really dangerous moments 
fantastic play for Colorado. Um, Alan Gordon had some really dangerous moments towards the end where we were trying to hold the draw. He kicked the ball just over the net and Bobby kind of was there, but it was still one of those heart attack moments. Mm -hmm. And I remember watching it from the other side of the field, just going crazy, hoping we could hold this draw. And and that's the thing about this game though. This draw felt like a win. You know, that famous New York Post um, newspaper headline that says USA wins 1-1. That's that's how it it felt. To, to be at this game. And I think it's the first time since 2014 that expectations for this team have been so low that we've... Because since then, since the 2014 season, we haven't taken anything short of a championship as meeting our expectations. This time, we were expecting to get thrashed. We pulled out a brave draw with a great goal, some good individual performances, and that was enough to to pull the, the momentum of the story and the narrative of this team back a little bit. Yeah, and we're not the worst team in MLS. Right also now. true. Yeah. New England has played one last game, but they're, they still have zero points and we have one. So, yeah. Sucked it, New England. I'll say uh, for, for the just on, on the point of traveling to this game, it was a wonderful game to travel to. The Rapid staff are fantastic. Some of the supporters were a little mean to us. Well, it wasn't the supporters. The fans in the section next to us, one of them threw some popcorn at us. But they were good sports later on. They started singing our chants back at us. Like, for example, we were singing You Can't Do That a lot. And then when Justin Davis got sent off the whole section next to us, started singing it at us. Which I, was, I love when that happens because that's, that's like, to me, that's like, yeah, we were loud enough that you learned our chants. Fantastic. Exactly. And uh, just in general, a great atmosphere. So fantastic job traveling, Loons. Let's keep traveling to these games. Uh, Next one coming up, we've got about 10 people going to New England. Speaking of that New England game, you know who's not going to be traveling for that game? A lot of Loons players. Um, (laughs) Including Justin Davis. Including (laughs) Justin Davis. Um, So Rasmus Schuller called up for the Finnish national team. Um, They've got... A World Cup qualifier against Turkey, as well as a friendly, I believe, against Austria. Um, Johan Venegas and Francisco Calvo both got called up for Costa Rica. Um, they will be competing in the hex. Um, <laughs> and uh, Kevin Molino called up for Trinidad and Tobago as well. So... That that's a, a lot of guys that started that won't be playing. <laughs> right. And and we're not one of the teams that's taking a break for the World Cup qualification. And I wonder if it was some of the scheduling restraints with TCF Bank Stadium that forced some of that or whether it was just one of those things that they decided, well, we don't need to do that. It's better to keep playing regular games in our first season. So I don't know. But either way, we'll have to make do. Uh, Abu Darladi did go on in this game, and there yes. were a few moments where he played pretty well. So I'm I'm actually thinking not such a bad thing to give him a run out, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think so. Um, likely to see Bashkan Kadri play longer. Um, he came in for Molino in yep, this game. Came in for Molino. Um, Ibsen might get another run, it seems. Um, Ibsen or Saeed. Uh, the problem here is going to be that Gillette is turf. So, right. So you're not really sure if you want to put on someone like Ibsen and how long you want Ibsen to play if you do start him. Exactly, and and to be fair, as well as Ibsen played, it was forty five minutes after you had maybe not the most spirited of first halves, but at least there were some tired legs out there right. that yeah, he was able to exploit. That might, that might be his role this year as a super sub in the second half, some at some point to bring on fresh legs and use his pace and his uh, yeah his pinpoint passing as to break open some tired defenses. 
I think this is going to be the moment where Viva has to prove himself because Viva was not in the 18 for this game in Colorado. He was left behind Kevin Vanegas. Yep. And, and, and he has to travel with the team this week. Yeah, and Alex Schieferdecker had a, a pretty interesting set of tweets that he, I think, also posted some on 55-1 explaining it, where New England basically don't play with wingers. They had no real offense coming in from those wing corners that a fullback would have to really defend hard against. So that means that it's probably the best possible game to give Venegas... Who is a more attacking fullback? Certainly, yeah. So, yeah, I would play him, but that's just me. And an interesting little note about, final note about the game. When Davis got sent off, our friend Miguel was playing it right back. <laughs> because that's a thing. You're right. Um, one of the things that we heard from Adrian Heath uh, to MLSsoccer.com was that. Um, he said, I know that this squad is nowhere near the finished article yet. We're still actively looking to bolster the squad in one or two positions. That's a very good impression of Adrian Heath, by the way. Good really? job. <laughs> um, one of those additions, I hope it's not one that he was talking about, but um, according to Meg Ryan of the Star Tribune, uh, Thomas Stivalardi, um second-round draft pick, is probably going to be getting registered soon. Um, he apparently submitted paperwork to the league office they're hoping maybe by this weekend he'll be eligible for the team we'll see some things that happened with former loons former trialists former people who we had drafted uh north carolina texas ranger in the nasl signed ex loon lance lang all the best to him you have Cosmos signing Eugene Starkov, who trialed with us in the in the preseason and khalif alassan who played with us in 2015 still Still regret the fact that he went off to the Rowdies in 2016. I know, Man, I'm I know. watching Khalif play. Um, Indy 11 have signed Tanner Thompson, who was with us, um, I think, after the, the Super Bowl. Yeah, fourth-round fourth draft pick. Um, David Goldsmith, as well, um, trialed with us for, I think, about a week, signed with Indy as well. Yeah, and of course, they already have Ben Spees from last year. Kentaro Takata, who fans will remember. Taka. Uh, Taka played with us in the Stars days, and I think in 2013. I think he left in 14 or he left in 15. I can't remember. Something like that, yeah. yeah but anyway, Taka signed with the Atlanta Silverbacks. Uh, yeah, they still exist. Um, you also have Yago. <laughs> Good old Yago. Yago. If you needed someone to like use some flashy footwork and then send the ball nowhere, Yago was your guy. <laughs> exactly. And now he's the guy of a South Korean team named Eland FC. Uh, Vasco didn't really keep him after he went back from his loan from Minnesota. And so he was bouncing around the Brazilian leagues a little bit. Now he's off in South Korea. He played 90 minutes recently. So oh, good. How many crosses that went over everyone's heads did he have? Hey, actually, but Ibsen also had a couple of those in this past game, by the way. That was the one thing about Ibsen's play. You just reminded me. That kind of made me a couple of times just really mad. There's one where the move, our movement and attack was beautiful. There were all these wonderful passes. Ibsen gets it, sends across to like the opposite corner flag. <laughs> I mean, the lack of air resistance when you're a mile high. Yeah, maybe that's right. the issue. Yeah, let's blame it on that. Hey, by the way, the Colorado Rapids front office actually, when I was on the phone call with them planning this trip, told us... You know, the only problem we really have with visiting supporters is that the altitude gets to them because they, they drink too much. They're not expecting because you get more drunk. <laughs> thing. So, so just tell everyone to hydrate more and, and drink less. It's really chill. I really like that. I That's like really warm. thoughtful of them to mention. <laughs> right. Um, some people who are very thoughtful are realtors. 
and realtors when they're looking for houses for their clients go to a place that they call the major listing service is also the name of our segment that we use to talk about major league soccer so what happened in mls this past weekend guys uh, Bastian Schweinsteiger has signed for the Chicago Fire. Breaking news as of today. As of today, and I don't see where he fits in their tactics after signing Juninho and uh, Dax Matardi. I, I don't see where I he fits. I saved this hot take from Twitter to put out on the podcast. We are going to look back at this signing as a Frank Lampardish kind of deal. I think there will initially be people who are all saying, like, oh, he's too old, or he's too slow, he doesn't fit, Dax and Juninho are better. And we're going to look back on it two years from now as the signing of the season. And he's going to rip this league up. I think Bastian Schweinsteiger is going to do that. I mean, if it's a Frank Lampard type signing, you're also implying that he's going to be injured for 18 months. So (laughs) he'll rip next year up. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, the people that are talking about Janino and Dax McCarty with all this. You'll put Schweinsteiger in somewhere and you'll either drop one of those guys to the bench or more likely um, you'll probably take Michael DeLoe out and play Schweinsteiger as like an actual number 10. And uh, Chicago has issues with attendance. They have issues breaking into the Chicago mm-hmm. soccer scene. This is what they need. And there's a lot of people saying, no, MLS has moved past this. We need to... You know, this is my impression of everybody who's saying that, by the way. That's a great oh, impression they, of those thank people, you, though. Thank yeah. You, thank yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. And, and even better than your Adrian, yeah. You're yeah. killing it today. See, I don't want to talk about whether the league has moved past something now. Now, I think we're at the point where we can start talking about individual teams with MLS. I think the league has matured enough where some teams have grown into their markets where they don't need a signing like this. But Chicago does. They need more people in their stadium. They need more people to get exposed to the fact that Toyota Park is actually... You know, once you get over the massive hassle of getting there, a fantastic place to watch soccer. And, and think, the fire are good this year. And they're going to sell a ton of Schweinsteiger jerseys. Best-selling jersey of this year, guaranteed. Oh, yeah. Easily. I have some friends who are German soccer fans, and one of them, his favorite player in the entire world is Bastian Schweinsteiger. So, yeah. even though he's a United fan, he's probably going to buy a Chicago Fire jersey. So, let's see what happens. We're going to see um, Schweini join the team immediately. It's not going to be like a wait three months kind of situation. So we'll find out pretty soon what exactly happens. So another kind of shocking thing that happened. um, RSL fired Jeff Kasser. Three games into the season? Three games into the season, yeah. You give the man an entire offseason, an entire preseason, set up his tactics, drill his players, and three games in, you fire him. It's a stupid move by the was Salt he like Lake spanking Fart. the players or something? Like what happened? <laughs> it was a Peter Novak <laughs> situation. <laughs> sure, they didn't say he underperformed with his talent that he had on the team, but they made the play- playoffs last year. They earned the draw against Toronto FC, which is a good result. Yeah. I mean, and yeah, it it doesn't make sense to me. I I would still say that they underperformed making the playoffs last season. There was probably more talent in there to the point where they should have been stronger. In the West, I don't know. It's either fire somebody right away or give yeah. them half a season at least. Do Do we know what the replacement situation is going to be like? I, I think it, I read on that it was their goalkeeping coach as interim, and they're going to keep looking for somebody. Okay. Well, we'll see. We'll, we'll report back to you when we have uh, a name. Uh, Atlanta finalized their deal to sign Joseph Martinez from Torino. So he was on loan. Damn. And yeah, 
Dude is really freaking good, man. He scored five times in the first three games for the club in the regular season. And this is, by the way, in addition to having a goal in all of their four preseason matches. So, uh, no-brainer here. Makes sense. This reduces the chance that Torino could call up and be like, yeah, send him back, please. This is my impression of the Torino front office, by the way. Yeah, also another very good back, impression. Please. Yeah, good job, Notch. <laughs> so, Impressions on fire tonight <laughs> right uh so 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 this is great for atlanta terrible for all of atlanta's opponents going through the rest of the season yeah speaking of those opponents um atlanta for chicago nil um we talked about how good chicago is <laughs> but uh, they were reduced to 10 men pretty much right away and atlanta picked them apart as you we were watching this game I think all three of us were kind of hating on Atlanta, like using anything we can. Kind to... of, we were. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're. It, it, <laughs> but the salt was real, right? We we just have to admit right now they're really good guys, which in some ways is good because we can feel a little less bad about our six one result. But at the same time, damn it, guys, <laughs> we're Lose hoping some more suck. games. Exactly, Come on. exactly. <laughs> so a uh, good job, Atlanta, and I just choked on those words. Uh, it's a loud game as well. Should mention. NYCFC won, Montreal won. Yeah, Dominic Duro cancels out of Rodney Wallace opener. Rodney Wallace has looked very different to City FC after signing with him from Portland. Maybe the or no signing from um, somewhere in Brazil because he was with Portland previously. Yeah, though. okay, yeah. but still, maybe the low T signing so far of the season. He has two goals in three games. Rodney Wallace sounds like some guy who used to play for Wigan in the 70s and then came over to play for, like, the LA no, Chiefs no, same or guy. something. Yeah, you're right. Same guy. <laughs> in the old LA. So, yes. <laughs> well, anyway. Um, Vancouver 0, Toronto FC 2. Breck Shea, everyone. <laughs> Slow clap that. Um, sent off after earning a yellow on a foul and then got a second for descent. It's beautiful, by the way. The referee kind of pauses. He's like... <gasps> I'm so outraged. I want to know what Brett Shea said about that man's family. There's no other explanation for that face. Wouldn't it have been great if he just did a Zidane and went up to Brett Shea like, in the like, chest with his head? Well, it reminds me of uh, the Will Ferrell movie Semi-Pro where he like yells at a ref the horrible, horrible things and then it gets teed up. He's like, what? What did I say? I just feel picture Brett Shea saying horrible, horrible things and then a sudden yell, what? What? You can't take it? Come on. Yeah. Yeah. But those Yahweh stores seals the deal for Toronto in that game. Have I ever sung my Altador song on the air? Did I do that? Is that another impression? No, no, no. It's just, <laughs> it's, it's just uh, this time it's not an impression. I can do an impression of me singing that song. But uh, Josie Altador, there's a song that some of the U.S. fans used to sing that was a team of Altadors. And it's essentially Yellow Submarine, except it says, we all believe in a team of Altadors, team of Altadors. And then, then it goes, number one, Altador, number two, Altador. Number you know, three, I think Altador. I have heard it that one. It just keeps going on and on and on to get to line 12. Because <laughs> there are four lines in the verses so you have to do 12 at 11. and not 11 <laughs> <laughs> anyway I love that song uh, DC United 0 Cardo er, uh, Columbus Columbus <laughs> sorry I should make that more clear when I'm writing these <laughs> I'm just I, I, I'm just speeding through these notes I'll do guys. CLB from now on for so Columbus. the second game that the Rapids played this weekend uh-huh. <laughs> ended <And> they won <laughs> they won this one the crew won 2-0 against DC at RFK which I uh, I should mention if a fan on Reddit went and posted that they, the DC United was selling raccoon plushies or at least they were giving them out or something this fan came back from RFK with a raccoon plushie and I thought it was 
adorable. Did anyone pour out Red Bull? Or no? <laughs> 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 but two penalties for Columbus sealed the deal. Uh, Ola Tamara and Federico, Federico Hidwain score those penalties. Yep. Orlando 2, Philadelphia 1. Kyle Aaron, keep on. He's keeping on, keeping on. I'm going to lodge my uh, probably second or third official protest that his name should be Sile and not Kyle. I actually uh, worked with uh, a guy named Kyle spelled this way, and people would joke at our workplace at camp that we should switch our first initials around because I'm tailed with a T, he's tailed with a C, and it was very hurtful. And so I didn't like it very much. <laughs> what is it with so many people spelling their names incorrectly? <laughs> It just. It's it, the I, to do, I still stand by that Caleb Porter spells his name wrong, <laughs> right. like a tool. <laughs> we will tell him when he comes here. <laughs> <laughs> FC Dallas two, New England Revolution one, which means that there is a team with less points than Minnesota United. New England are just pointless this season. <laughs> Max Rudy stores a wonderful brace for. Uh, I mean, one of, one of the goals was wonderful. Yeah, you're the right. other one involved Cody Cropper turning With his back to the run of play and then suddenly turning around being like, oh, oh, this isn't the way I'm supposed to look. <laughs> it was like he was the, the stoplight and red light, green light. And was like, stoplight. <laughs> no, no, I just supposed to stop. And then really just takes the ball around him and shoots it. <laughs> By the way, I, watched, I enjoyed the moment where we were watching the highlights together and I was like, hey, what happened to Lee Wynn? And then he's the guy who scores the penalty. <laughs> he's like, literally on screen moment. right now storing the goal. <laughs> uh, SKC 2, San Jose 1. Benny Fellheimer with a with a glorious goal from like 25 yards out just curls in the top in the, into the corner of the goal and the San Jose goalkeeper just watches it go in and just doesn't make any effort this is also I believe the game where Dave Bingham had a howler as well yes yeah. it was yeah the ball comes up to him he it's going I believe like not even in the goal it's going to the, to the right of the net and then it hits him and then goes bounces like awkwardly into the net so and that's our replacement goalkeeper for the u.s men's national team yeah Y'all. we'll we'll have to talk about yeah, that replacement backup but still geez uh rsl1 la2 yeah you get the win yep um once again emma boating getting a goal against rsl um roman alessandrini pair of assists decent enough yeah, and apparently this result bad enough that RSL did fire Jeff Gasser after this. Okay, Portland 4, Houston 2, goals, 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 goals. Yeah, uh, is that a How Much Your Mother reference? Hmm? Is that a How Much Your Mother reference? I'm watching that show, but I don't know what you're talking about. With uh, when he dates that really dumb girl who just is on a commercial doing boats, 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 boats. Oh, that's Katy Perry, right? No, it's oh, that's, some that's blonde other, okay, that okay. works with Robin, and Robin hates her, and right, this whole thing. I remember now. Yeah, back when it was good, not season nine. Anyway, let's go back to soccer. No, no, right? no, let's keep talking about How I Met Your Mother. In fact, <laughs> let's transition this podcast to a How I Met Your Mother weekly podcast. <laughs> By the way, Barney Suits really dated now. Ten-year-old, like it started 12 years ago. I just got to say, I notice all of this. Colin's not impressed. I don't think he wants us to I, turn I, this into Harman. I have like... noticed his suits? I'm just kidding. I'm just, I mean... Get, get back to the wrongly spelled coach in charge yeah, of the Timbers. Come on. First you're thinking of us in the shower. Now you're looking at Barty's suits. Like... Hey, Neil Patrick Harris is a very attractive man. This is very true. Yeah. 
Anyway, Houston was up 2-1 at halftime. Portland scores three unanswered goals. Uh, Deirdre Valeri gets a brace in the game. They win 4-2. Um, Houston still has played two and a half great games this year, which is probably more than you'd say for all of last season. I just want to point out also, this is again another team that I was like, oh, these guys are actually pretty good. And then they go ahead and lose in the next episode. Uh, well, anyway, Seattle 3, New York Red Bulls 1. Celebration day for winning the MLS Cup. They hang the banner and then they hang three goals, including a <laughs> goal and a one penalty by the one, the only Jordan Morris. I just want to point out that they did have sections of CenturyLink turf tarped off, which I don't get. Like, why for your first home game? I mean, is that is when they play max capacity? Do they still have sections tarped off? I don't remember them. I mean, max that. max capacity would be like I believe about sixty some thousand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and they cap it at like forty two. I've been at multiple Sounders final regular season games, and it I don't remember there being sections tarped off. But when I was seeing photographs and footage of this game, I did see a few sections tarped off, which is really strange for me. But uh, maybe uh, nobody else cares. So, okay, moving along. (laughs) With that, we should move into a segment we call The Pyramid Scheme, where we head over to Egypt, climb up some pyramids, which is illegal, by the way. I just want to point out, climbing up pyramids, illegal. You should not be climbing up pyramids in Egypt. These are ancient artifacts. Don't do anything you wouldn't do in a museum, guys. Would you climb up museum artifacts? I don't think so. If it's a T-Rex, I totally would. Absolutely. By the way, this is another How I Met Your Mother reference because they totally do that in one of those episodes. Anyway, uh, (laughs) in the pyramid scheme, we cover the rest of the U.S. soccer pyramid that does not involve Major League Soccer. What happened, y'all? USL and NASL seasons start this weekend. Except not all the NASL teams are playing because, you know, they have so many teams that they can just say, yo, Indy 11 and FC Edmonton, (laughs) take the weekend Their hashtag is like, March to November. And only six other teams are playing in March. So, March to November. Also, April to November. (laughs) Not a school hashtag. (laughs) I think you're going to start breaching the 140 characters there. So, what are you guys going to watch? The World Cup qualifiers or USL and NASL matches, right? Whatever I can. Yeah, it's Whatever I can stream... Easiest and the least sketchy website. I come up to your, your, your home and you just have forceps <laughs> holding it, eyelids open, the TV's playing, and I'm just like, Caleb, Caleb, are you awake? I'm wearing like, a bowler hat. Shh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Tampa Bay Rowdies announced a deal with Tampa Bay United, uh, you know, the Tampa Bay United, who are now going to be known as the TBU Rowdies, is a sanctioned USSF official boys developmental academy. So they're kind of co-branding with the local youth development outfit. I mean, it, it's smart to set up some sort of academy link before you join MLS. Just saying. Now, now the question is what happens if they don't actually end up joining MLS. So, uh, the, moving along. St. Louis FC. <laughs> St. Louis FC announced on Wednesday that they have a multi-year partnership with Toyota, who, by the way, left sponsoring Chicago's Toyota Park in 2016. Although Toyota Park in Chicago is still known as Toyota Park. I think it probably just costs too much money to take the neon <laughs> sign off. So there's like, yeah, screw it, whatever. Yeah, I mean, you could just leave it up and be like, no, 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 guys. Or like, just have someone go and like spray paint a line through the Toyota, you know. But uh, anyway, Toyota Park is still known as Toyota Park. And uh, St. Louis FC's stadium is now going to be known as Toyota Stadium. Um, and, and it used to be known as Worldwide Technology Soccer Park. So. I, I that's, guess that's far less 
complicated to say. Actually, I think the area is still called that, and the stadium is... I don't know, guys. It's complicated. Uh, Naming rights are tough, man. (laughs) Uh, a lot of NASL teams unveiled their kits. I like the new FC Edmonton ones. I also like the new New York Cosmos ones. We'll get to that in a second. Anything y'all noticed that liked? Uh, Jacksonville Armadas are as generic as generic can get. I mean, they're white and blue t-shirts. Yeah, yeah with the logo on them. You can buy the logo, buy a t-shirt, just iron it on. I'm pretty sure they, the team themselves, bought those logos of Alibaba and then just went to the <laughs> local like Nike store and bought templates and just... Iron them on, you know. Yeah, yeah. Also, do, do better, Jacksonville. Come on. I I finally unfollowed um the the former owner of Jacksonville on Twitter recently. He started tweeting. Even Bill Peterson, they both started tweeting, and I was like, why am I following these guys anymore? <laughs> Bye, guys. Peace. Uh, anyway, La Liga's president has confirmed that Rio still has a Rio still has a deal with NASL to rejoin the. The league in two years. Um, I've heard that it's rumored that it also includes a clause that they will crash out of the league and quit uh, American soccer finally for good in three years. So we shall see. <laughs> um, uh, Cosmos had a media day. Oh media boy, day did they have a media day. <laughs> so they unveiled their kits, which are now by Inaria, by the way. Um, in the whole preseason, they've still been wearing their Under Armour kits, except with like a bunch of Inaria crap showing up on their like coaching stuff, their bags. It was really weird. Anyway, it's kind of like the movie Star Trek Generations, in which you saw the crew of the USS Enterprise D transition from their next generation uniforms to the Deep Space Nine uniforms, except inconsistently. They'd just be switching in and out of them, and by the end of it, they were all in the Deep Space Nine uniforms. You imply that we saw that movie. Does my face look like I'm following anything you just said? <laughs> Okay, back to the Cosmos. Uh, so anyway, they finally unveiled their Inaria kids, which I think look actually pretty good. However, they managed to upstage this by having giving Rocco Camiso Rocco! a microphone. And honestly, Rocky, after several blows to the head, would have said more intelligent things than Rocco Camiso, uh, who came out and said, the reason the U.S. has not been competitive at World Cups is because we don't have Pro-Rel. He said that it should be the Cosmos uh, playing in MLS this year, not uh, Minneapolis, who apparently lost 7-1 uh, last, you know, the week before this past one. I, I don't know why Rocco Camiso is following Minneapolis City FC and why he thinks that they played a game. Hey, they're undefeated in the U.S. Open Cup. Exactly. Yeah. He should have said that. He better watch his mouth, that's why. <laughs> 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 Send some fucking terminus legion his way. Anyway, Rocco should know when he says that the Cosmos should have been an MLS, that those are the same Cosmos who couldn't afford to pay their players, uh, couldn't afford to pay their staff. And usually, you know, it's bad enough when you couldn't afford to pay one group of people. This, when there's two, uh, not so much. Also, all anti Prorel people, one of their top arguments against Prorel is that it bankrupts leagues and teams. So when someone whose team was bankrupt comes out and says, That's my Rocco Camiso impression, by the way. It's pretty spot on. That's probably your best one yet. A little more Sylvester Stallone in there, but... Yeah, yeah. exactly. Rocco! Um, (laughs) When he says stuff like that, it's a little stupid. And and there were some people on Twitter, (laughs) who were saying... um, this is genius move. It's brilliant. It brings him all these like pro people who will defend him no matter what. They were with the Cosmos anyway. 
These plural nuts were, they never left the damn cosmos, okay? So all Rocco did was piss off people like me who were hoping that the cosmos had learned, the NASL had learned, hey, let's go strong D2 league. And now I'm like, I don't give a crap. If they die, great. I don't want this tool bag. If he and- dies, he dies. <laughs> yes. Very quickly that before we take a break. That's reference ever in this podcast. That was so perfect. Before, Thank you. before we take a break, let's just quickly mention that the San Francisco Deltas will be broadcasting all their games on Twitter in three languages, English, Spanish, and Portuguese. They're continuing their kind of startup-y thing of like, we're going to do cool shit, like broadcast our games in three languages on Twitter. Yeah. I mean, everything with the Deltas sounds like a Silicon Valley bro doing great big ideas. And I... <laughs> <laughs> All of those great big ideas are done through a $100 bill, usually on on a counter. No, I'm just, I'm just waiting for the movie where Justin Timberlake comes in, you know, and he's talking to, like, um, the guy who's playing Brian Helmick, and he says, just call them the Deltas. Take out the San Francisco. It's more elegant that way. So, anyway, with that, let's take a quick break, and then we'll be back with more soccer news from all over the world. Welcome back to We Call It Soccer. In this break, I've ordered a pizza. And you were on Twitter. Yeah, I was on Twitter, favoriting much of Jeremy Babasi's tweets. I, I feel weird doing that, because he was almost ours for so long. Then he just went away. I feel like an ex-girlfriend being like, oh. <laughs> He's like, fruitfully stalking him, like favoriting one of his woke tweets. Jeremy's just sitting in his bed right now being like, man, I should block Caleb. But then it might hurt his feelings. Like, you know, yeah. I'll, I'll just put up with it. Feel, it's I, okay. I feel like that's a... That's a a lot of Minnesota fans are feeling that when they <laughs> yeah. read his Twitter feed. I mean, it's like, he's just going to start posting a bunch of, like, RCTID hashtags just to, like, make sure that he's putting <laughs> enough distance between you and him. You see him, like, with Caleb Porter be like, this is a culture this name spelled the right way. Oh, <laughs> burn. He, he goes to his machine and is like, you have 400 new messages. Like, spelled the right way? What are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> with a C, that's, that's bullshit. <laughs> Right. Caleb? No, it's Caleb with a hard K, like a man. <laughs> what? I don't know. I mean, my Twitter f- come from. My Twitter fights with Colin Solberg are nowhere near that intense. Jeez. All right, all right, all right. What we did in the first half was go way over, so we do have to again, again cut Caleb's excellent adventure. And you had all these notes on the Argentine first no, division. Right. Well, well, with all these games, you might have to move it to an off-season special. Right. Segment. We should record it and then we'll just have it play later on. Yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, but let's go to a segment that we call The Pub, where we talk about coverage of English soccer. And this week, where are we going, guys? We're going to the Crafty Fox. Why is that? Because Lester's good again. Like, what? <sighs> what? What's happening, guys? Between Swansea winning under Clement... And uh, Leicester winning against with Shakespeare. I I can't get any shot in for it here. Come on, man. What's happening? Um, I I would just say that they're actually playing like the team that won the Premier League last year. Yeah. It, it took them how long to get anywhere near relevant again? But congratulations, they've seemingly done it. They did. They they woke up against Wham. 
Uh, before they go go down. <laughs> yeah. okay. so, uh, anyway, Casper Schmeichel was a beast in this game as he has been. He's probably their he's, best player. Of the oh year. yeah, he's carried them throughout the season in the Champions League and the EPL. He's been their rock. 2017 Danish Player of the Year. Also worth mentioning, as I mentioned, Swansea they got beat by Barnet two nil. <laughs> Take that, Swansea! What now? Don't you regret? Firing Bob Bradley, I bet you do. I, uh, I, no, they don't. don't think they yeah, I'm pretty sure they don't. Someone that uh, would regret firing their coach if they did, maybe, is uh, Ars. No. Um. Yeah. Um. West Brom three, Arsenal one, and I've I've found myself rage flipping the channel like way too many times didn't you say that you were just done you were like tuned out you didn't want to venger out you just didn't care i mean i just keep coming back like the jersey's still in my closet it if they're on on saturday morning i i just instinctively watch and then i get really sad and wonder why i have to i have to say this this game did mark a pivotal moment in premier league history where we had two planes with contradictory banners flying (laughs) over the stadium one saying wenger out one saying wenger in uh it was it was i I don't know if one plane shot the other one down if they like flipped each other off or whether it was the same plane flying the same you know two different banners but whatever it was pro rel twitter loved it i gotta say that there was a lot of glee around showing fans holding the Wenger out banner and again I still think that this is really strange these are world class players and call me old fashioned but I think the players should go if they're with a coach who's been there 20 you know years it's it's got to be the players who go. I'm sorry, if you, it, Thierry Henry said this. Yeah, um, Henry's quote is: "The Arsenal shirt too heavy for you. Stop hiding behind Arsene Wenger and be more than mediocre." Which, aside from being just a fantastic quote, I think is entirely what it boils down to. And it's the same thing that happened at Leicester. It's the same thing that mm-hmm. apparently happens to every Mourinho team the year <laughs> after he leaves. Like <laughs> the yeah. players need to actually step up, earn their keep, especially if Sanchez and Ozil are looking for maybe 300,000 pounds a week. Yeah. Like you're not earning it this season. Sanchez. No. Sure. You are, but Kind of the petulant form right now, not as much. At this point, maybe just get the money. Get the money. Yeah. For them. Uh, Petr Cech is going to be out for a month, and reports from Bleacher Report are saying that Ozil has interest from, might be moving to Fenerbahce in Turkey because no other top leagues, top teams are looking at him seriously anymore. See, but this is the thing, right? Dude is willing to go off to the Turkish leagues instead of giving it his best. Play for his place anyway it's let's let's keep moving because we are running behind liverpool won man city won this was billed as a big fixture that zellberg derby i watched it in a denver liverpool bar uh where there was a lot of disappointment yeah a lot of missed chances both sides but i think adam lalana had the biggest missed chance where he just missed a sitter um milner and aduero store for their teams um liverpool complete an undefeated season against the top six that, was, um, that is incredible news. That yeah. is good for them. If we could only beat the, the teams in the bottom of the table, that'd be great. <laughs> uh, also, in, in Fraudiola alert, this is one of those games which has had, again, people saying, you know, Pep's been in charge of all the big teams with big money. Now uh, he shows you, the, the, we see the real Pep, what happens when there's actual work he has to do, blah, blah, blah. And 
after the Dame Pep said something along the lines of, this is the proudest I've been as a manager, it's like, dude, you won the motherfucking Champions League. He won the treble in his... <laughs> like, come on. Yeah. And then they asked Jurgen Klopp about that. The, his quote it had, at his press conference, he's like, Spanish people are more expressive and more emotional than us Germans. It's <laughs> <laughs> more like, Spanish people are more expressive and, emo- and emotional than us Germans. <laughs> I we have, have no jo- fun. I have a joke for you. Not not. Who's there? We read the questions. I'm enjoying our impressions this episode. Yeah, they're really up. Uh, Chelsea 2, Stoke 1. Yeah, uh, Derry Tayhill with uh, 85th minute winner. Um, I was looking for a while there that Stoke was going to be able to be able to hold on on um, the late red card that really cut out any chance of them getting a goal back. Yeah, I should also mention that Sunderland ended nil nil against Burnley. They are looking like a lock for going down this year, and so David Moyes. Hello, darkness, my old friend. I've come to talk with you again. This dark room has a disco ball. <laughs> Anyway, uh, so he's, he's going to be sitting in his dark room for quite a while. Manchester United ended 1-0 against Rostov in the Europa League. The only thing worth noting in this game is that uh, Rojo ate a banana mid-game, which... An unpeeled banana. No, no, no. Or no, peeled banana. Mourinho peeled Mourinho. it. And then which handed it to Ashley Young, who held it like full grip in a gloved hand, and then gave it to Rojo. That's like gross stuff, man. No, yeah. Uh, I was going to talk about the Premier League table, but we don't have time to do that. So we got to move on to the sewer, which is our segment where we talk about the U.S. men's national team, women's national team, other national teams of all varieties and orders, including the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, the men's Ninja Turtles, uh, some critical qualifiers for the World Cup on Friday against Honduras and Tuesday against Panama. Uh, All the things that bring me joy. Yeah. So many injuries, so, so many replacements. Many. Um, well, Brad Guzan is not an injury. He's, they're expecting their second child. Yeah. Um, Good for him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Wando is coming in for Bobby Wood, who has a back injury. Why, Wando? Why? Um, There's a great image on Twitter where essentially they showed a U.S. men's national team would line up with Wandowski on every person's face. <laughs> we can't escape. He's everywhere. Uh, um, Graham Zusi coming in for Fabian Johnson. Uh, Matt Beasler coming in as well. And um, everyone. So essentially, we've got the 2014 World Cup lineup. Um, yeah, basically. Um, and Jordan Morris is in the squad, but was held back from training today. How how are they going to win these games if the entire lineup is going to be a box of band aids? <laughs> Um, yeah, they they could stuff. call up a new U.S. citizen, Dom Dwyer. Yeah, he did. He did get a citizenship. He'd be a, he'd be a great replacement that wasn't named Chris Wondolowski. We also heard that Bradley Larry Phillips has his green card too. So it's a few years. Maybe we can BWP. 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 Or should we call him BWP now because he has a green card for U.S. Or right. Yeah, we we can't use that accent anymore. BWP. BWP. God. Um, by the way, Tim Howard hasn't entirely recovered from his uh, groin surgery. He's recovered sufficiently from it. Uh, you know, inspires confidence. So, I, God, I'm just saying, folks, temper your expectations for these uh, 
for these qualifiers. Which is a bad thing because we really need to win them. Um, and one last note about um, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, U.S. Soccer is shutting down their U-17 residency program because apparently all of our academies are good enough that they don't need it anymore. I believe it's a program that's pretty old too, like uh, about twenty right. some years. Um, tons and tons and tons of players have come through there. Yeah, but you know, most, most pundits said it was this was the right call to make. Yeah. yeah. All right. With that, let's move on to a segment we call "They Don't Call It Soccer" in brackets. Some do though, where we talk about the rest of the world soccer that we haven't talked about yet, and we have to do it very, very, very fast. So, number one, literally uh, everyone's least favorite Red Bull team in Germany. Um, lost 3-0 to Werder Bremen. Womp, womp. Um, their second lead uh, loss in a row. They lost last week to Wolfsburg. Um, they're currently they're still in second place in the Bundesliga, but they're currently three, only three points ahead of Dortmund and four points ahead of Hoffenheim. They're falling apart very quickly. And Bayern Munich is running away with the title. Oh, yeah, they have 62 points. points at this point, yeah. Red Bull has 49. Uh, also worth noting that AS Monaco beat Man City 3-3 on the aggregate. 6-6. Six, six, six. Yeah. This is the tie of the decade. So it's such a crazy two games. It's fantastic. Absolutely. And came after you know, in the same group of games that we had PSG Barcelona as right. well. So, yeah. so it's four incredible, incredible games with tons and tons of goals. Yep. Um, and at the same time, pretty much everybody that plays for Monaco is now being linked to higher profile teams. Yeah. It's true. Mario Balotelli missed the first two minutes of a game against Nantes <laughs> because he tied his laces too tight and had to have help untying them. It's on video if you want to go look at it. <laughs> Not so Super Mario. Right. Yeah. Um, and if you thought that was the funniest thing that happened in world soccer this week, oh, do we have a story for you. So Ghanaian footballer Mohamed Anas, who plays Anas. <laughs> 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 Is that the funny part of the story? Just, come on, no, guys. It's really not. Uh, who plays in South Africa earned a man of the match when his team the Free State Stars had a draw 2-2 against Ajax Cape Town and he said firstly I appreciate my fans and my wife and my girlfriend uh, oh bro oh. bro come on bro and it wasn't like he come was on. making some sort you of said, joke he like awkwardly paused and he was like oh, I'm so sorry my wife I love you so much from my heart and then later like a few days later he was like no I call my daughter my girlfriend like it's totally something I do I mean Dude is so dude is so far underwater right now. Yeah, there, there's there's no way he can come back from this at home at least. A um, couple of things coming up because the international break that happens everywhere, but the U.S. is going on. Uh, so World Cup qualifiers. Ireland will be playing against Wales. Nice little home nations derby. Um, Luxembourg is going to play France. Because they border each other, and I guess that's a derby. Um, and I bet all two people in Luxembourg get really excited for this game. <laughs> yeah, they are. How are they going to feel the entire team when their entire population is playing? <laughs> it's Chris Wondolowski at every position. <laughs> um, actual big game, Argentina versus Chile in Buenos Aires. Probably the best World Cup qualifier of the week. Beyond that, you're not going to be missing much. If you can't watch all the games. And this is the thing about World Cup qualifiers. You know, some weekends you have those, you know, groups of death. Some years where it's like Netherlands, England, Germany, and France all in one group or some crazy stuff like that. But most World Cup qualifiers are these like 
Luxembourg versus San Marino. And, you know, you just got to revel in the fact that a policeman's playing at left back. Like, that's 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 the entertainment you get. So, anyway, uh, we'll check those out. We'll report back interesting results next week. Um, Colin, very quick Reynolds wrap-up. Like, very, very, very quick. So, as we alluded to earlier, uh, Minnesota United decided not to appeal the red card against Justin Davis. And I um, should mention to our listeners that the Reynolds wrap-up is a segment where we take a soccer conspiracy theory and have Colin make sense of it for you. Yeah, um, so I, I dug around a little bit on this, um, spoke to some uh, people close to the matter, and it, it really wasn't that they didn't feel as though they could get anything out of the appeal. Um, what they actually were worried about uh, with some images that they saw as they repeated the film frame by frame, um, almost with Zapruder-esque focus. What they actually found was that there was somebody on a grassy knoll <laughs> that, that oh, cleated no. Marlon Hairston instead of Justin oh, no. Davis. So they were too concerned about what they saw and the ramifications of it that they decided to just leave well enough alone. Um, but unfortunately, uh, the guy that they do suspect is involved with this um, was, uh, as he was being brought into custody, uh, was kicked in the stomach by somebody named Jack Ruby. Wait, wait, wait. Justin Davis plays at left back. Back into the left. Back, back into, into the, the left. Left, left back. <laughs> <laughs> Guys. I'm pretty sure the guy in the grassy knoll was Johnny Steele. <laughs> and his spotter was Damien Lowe. <laughs> Etienne Barbara helped the planet. All right, boys. Uh, thanks for the episode. All right, where can they find you on Twitter? I'm at kolson716. Uh, follow me in there this week. I'm going to California. Post a lot of pictures of a warm place. Jerk. I <laughs> am at the attachment. Um, you can find tweets about my new trivia night at Piper's Coffee and Burger Bar in Eden Prairie Thursday night. Sounds delicious. It does sound delicious because it is delicious. I am at TWO United fans. You can also find my Instagram at LockStockSpock, where I posted some pictures from Denver. Uh, also follow the MN Dark Clouds Instagram as well, where we had lots of great photos from our trip to Denver as well. You can find this podcast and find podcast providers everywhere. You can find it at 55.1. We love for you to introduce this podcast to your friends, so please tell them about it so we can have more listeners to subject to our, or I should say my, awful impressions. <laughs> With that, we will say goodbye to you and come to you next week. See ya, everybody. Feed me with your bitter lies, masquerade.